The narrative of sinister but influential figures plotting against the most innocent among us have been with us throughout history. In the 12th century, William of Norwich's death was blamed on the Jews, which led to the blood libel conspiracy theory that influenced to some degree the QAnon phenomenon. And in the 1970s, Anita Bryan, the anti-gay spokesperson, warned of a day where the gays would come after our kids and destroy Western civilization. And while progress has been made to better understand human sexuality and tolerance among those that express themselves differently, the function of conspiratorial ideologies persists to explain away the existence of members of our society that some perceive as an abomination to our culture. On this episode, we explore the anti-trans conspiracy theory and learn what makes a conspiracy theory a conspiracy theory. I am your social chemist Nelson, and today we look at the transgender invasion of the U.S. adolescent conspiracy. Long were the days when the cause of gayness was linked to the fluoride water we drank from our home, a conspiracy theory that was popularized by Alex Jones in one of his segments where he asserted that the globalists were turning the frogs gay and that eventually at some point, you the listener, would also turn gay. The conspiracy theory traces back to the 14th century anti-Semitism, which accused the Jewish community of causing the plague in Europe, in which the Jews supposedly poisoned the wells for the depopulation of Christians. And while conspiracy theories about the cause of homosexuality are embraced by the fringe, it's not the only version of it. For example, have you ever noticed that CVS and Walgreens receipts feel a little different compared to regular paper? That's because the receipts from these companies use a special chemical called bisphenol A and bisphenol B to create the texture of these receipts. And after continuous exposure of this chemical, the body begins to absorb the substance and slowly changes your brain structure, leading you to become gay. And if you believe in such concept, you'll be glad to know that there's a specific pill you can purchase for $135 that will protect you from becoming gay. Because of course. Like I stated in the intro, conspiracy theories about the LGBTQIA plus community aren't a new phenomenon. And I actually did two episodes on this topic, which I will leave in the links below if you're interested. However, trans conspiracy theories have skyrocketed like cryptocurrency during the pandemic because it appears that every conspiracy influencer and community have jumped on spreading disinformation about the trans community. For example, the black extremist conspiracy theorist Riza Islam, known for his anti-white conspiracy theories, ramped up his anti-LGBTQ rhetoric by stating that the trans movement is a plot to feminize the African-American man to genetically depopulate people. Even the anti-GMO movement has decided to get into some of the action by blaming transgenderism on, you guessed it, genetically modified organisms. A New Jersey anti-vaccine group whose newsletter I subscribed to in a recent email sent me information how certain school districts in New Jersey were beginning to promote gender ideology, indicating that the next existential threat weren't the vaccines anymore, but the gays. Now, the typical trans conspiracy theory involves the existential threat being that you or your child would become a transgender. But on March 27, 2023, the trans conspiracy theory took a deadly understanding when 28-year-old Audrey Hale, who identified as a trans male, entered Nashville's Covenant Predestrian Church, a private Christian school, and murdered three nine-year-old children and three adults before being shot down by two police officers. In the aftermath of the event, the country started the same conversation it always has when we experience these tragedies. The push for gun control only to be met with thoughts and prayers. But on this occasion, right-wing pundits took a different approach. Instead of blaming mental illness for mass shootings, the political right blamed the event on Audrey Hale's gender identity, which was different from how the political right was reporting on Patron Gentron, the Buffalo, New York shooter, a couple of months back. 
For the political right, the tragedy of the Nashville shooting was the perfect narrative to justify the hostility towards the trans community. No longer were the globalists trying to convert the American people into trans. Now the trans community were out to hunt those who did not agree with them, and their target were going to be Christians. In Jesse Walker's 2013 book, this form of conspirator would be considered the enemy below since the perpetrator of the conspiracy theory are minorities, a concept we've talked a little bit about in previous episodes. Now for the last couple of episodes, we've been covering Tucker Carlson, the former host at Fox News, and we're going to cover one of his episodes because a week or so prior to his termination, Carlson did a segment on transgenderism, and I at the time wanted to cover it, but um, didn't have the time to do so. Now, to be honest with you, this episode was pretty long to do, and that's because Tucker Carlson's 15-minute segment had so much disinformation in it that I didn't have time to cover every specific detail. So for this episode, I'm going to cover the things that I found the most interesting. If you want to check out the entire episode, you can find the video in the show notes below, and good luck not having your brain fried. So we're going to be checking on the April 7th episode of Tucker Carlson Tonight, and where he discusses the new religion of transgenderism. Good evening and welcome to a special edition of Tucker Carlson tonight. Happy Good Friday. This is the saddest and at the same time by far the most hopeful day on the Christian calendar. There was a time not so long ago when the overwhelming majority of Americans observed Good Friday. They got up, they went to church, they talked about it at the office and at dinner that night. It was part of their culture. That's no longer true. Tonight, you wonder how many Americans even know it's Good Friday. So after hundreds of years, this has finally become a non-Christian country. But it's not a secular country. You sometimes hear people call it that, but they are wrong. There are no secular countries. Every country has a religion because every person has a religion, even if it's atheism. Everybody worships something. We're born that way. We can't get away from it. All right. So the everything is a religion is a Jordan Peterson talking point with the idea that without Judeo-Christian values that anything can be a religion. These include critical race theory and social-emotional learning as a religion, feminism, the LGBTQ, Black Lives Matter as a religion, even atheism, the view that there is no God, is somehow a religion. What I find funny about this segment is that Tucker Carlson uses religion in in a derogatory way, yet Tucker Carlson is a staunch Christian conservative, and I find it odd that he perceives every other form of religion as a delusion, yet his specific religion is the one based on objective truth. Seems a little biased if you ask me. Now if transgenderism is a religion, then so is cisgenderism. Obviously, this is a bullshit concept because our gender is based on our cognition, and our cognition derives from our biological functioning. It's at this point that the conspiratorial mindset will state that if transgenderism is is cognitive, then it must be a mental disorder, in which I stated in a previous episode that for a mental disorder to be categorized as one, the person must be experiencing interpersonal distress directly from the transgenderism. If no distress is reported from the person, then the trans individual isn't diagnosed with gender dysphoria, and it's at this point where conspiracy theorists will get angry and call me a pedophile, because what does a person with a mental health background know about mental health? Cognitive dissonance, am I right? Now in the next clip, Tucker Carlson begins to discuss the Nashville shooting, and as you listen, you'll notice that he begins to add details which haven't even been confirmed by authorities. So what is America's religion now? Well, as it happens, we have video. This is from St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Fargo, North Dakota. It was taken on April 2nd. That was the first Sunday after the mass killing in Nashville 
in which three adults and three children were murdered at a Christian school for being Christians. In the old America, Christian pastors would have preached about this. They would have acknowledged the evil on display, and they would have prayed for those who'd been killed. A form of that is still happening today, but the roles have been inverted. In America's new religion, the victims are not the children who died in Nashville. The victim is the woman who killed them. So, in the bit you just heard, Tucker Carlson suggests that the motive behind the school shooting was because Audrey Hale was targeting Christian children. And while that might be true, the fact of the matter is, is that no one knows 100% if that's actually the case. It might be true that Audrey Hale was targeting Christians, but unless authorities release the shooter's manifesto, which they haven't, anyone who claims to know the motive is either lying or using that as a way to feel hostility towards a community that is already targeted by right-wing conspiracy theorists. The fact is that Tucker Carlson doesn't know why the shooter did what they did, but since the perpetrator happens to be trans and the victims Christians, it doesn't matter. What is important is that the trans community is out to get you. Even if it was revealed that the shooter wasn't targeting their victims based on their religious affiliation, Tucker and his supporters would continue to push the narrative that it was because that conspiracy theory helps fuel their disdain for the trans community because it's not about what's factual, it's about what feels right to the transphobes. In the following clip, Tucker Carlson will present an edited video from an LGBTQ pastor named Michael Lawalji from St. Mark's Lutheran Church, and listen closely to how he presents this because going forward, you're going to notice a consistent trend among all the videos that he chooses to cover, which is that they are heavily edited to remove the original context of what the person is actually saying. Because Audrey Hale called herself transgender, she was, by definition, a holy martyr. Watch this pastor in a formerly Christian church compare Audrey Hale to Jesus. Leaders were looking for any excuse, valid or not, to crucify Jesus. And they found that reason. It's baffling to me that someone's existence can be so threatening that people decide they need to be controlled, that they need to have laws made against them, or even worse, that the people that they find to be so threatening should die. So Audrey Hale's very existence as a transgender person was so threatening to authorities that they killed her, just as the Pharisees killed Jesus. Her death had nothing to do with the fact she just murdered six people. That was the pastor's sermon at St. Mark's in Fargo. So in viewing the edited version of this segment, one would come out thinking that Michael Luwaji was saying that Audrey Hale wasn't killed because of the shooting, but was killed because they identified as a transgender, in the same way that Jesus was killed by the Pharisees because he identified as the Son of God. And because of this, Audrey Hale and Jesus Christ are similar in comparison. Now I actually found the original video and come to find out what Tucker Carlson presented on his program was cherry picked to make it appear that Michael Lowalji was defending Audrey Hale. However, in the 8 minute video, Michael Lowalji's central point is that Republicans are using the shooting as a reason to eradicate transgenderism from existence as was suggested by Michael Knowles from the Daily Wire a couple of months back. Michael Lowalji isn't comparing Audrey Hale to Jesus Christ. They're comparing the conspiratorial community's fear of a LGBTQ insurrection towards Christians in the same way that the Pharisees were concerned about how followers of Jesus would overthrow them from authority. 
Here's actually a part of the actual speech, and you tell me if it sounds like the pastor is comparing Audrey Hale with Jesus Christ. It's baffling to me that someone's existence can be so threatening that people decide they need to be controlled, that they need to have laws made against them, or even worse, that the people that they find to be so threatening should die. There are a significant number of people who have deemed that the fact that the Nashville shooter happened to be a trans person, so it's been reported, is just the excuse they need to call for the eradication of trans folks. Rather than focusing on the fact that we have a serious gun violence problem that continues to go unaddressed, rather than focusing on the fact that six people, six more people are dead, rather than focusing on the fact that those staff and children should have been safe in that school, or focusing on the fact that children do not feel safe in their own schools, rather than focusing on any of this, they have decided they need to cause more harm. This isn't a new phenomenon. It's been happening. It's been happening in this country for many, many years, and in other places as well. The Holocaust, the Japanese internment camps of the 1940s, segregation, forcibly sending indigenous children to residential schools, migrants being held in cages, the list goes on. And it didn't have to happen this way. Jesus did not die for this. Jesus did not die so that violence could be perpetuated in God's name. Jesus did not die for access to guns. God incarnate did not die on that cross so that people could value money, power, and the preservation of their own image over the bodies and lives of people. Actually, I'm pretty sure that's what Jesus died to free us from. So why are we still not free? As you just heard, the pastor wasn't comparing the shooter to Jesus Christ. They were calling out how the right-wing figures continue to use right-wing propaganda as a way to distract their supporters. And sadly, the political right understands that this is effective because if you check out the video, you'll see comments condemning the pastor like if they didn't put the effort to listen to the entire sermon and instead just took Tucker Carlson's narrative as gospel. Now, the following clip I'm going to play is going to be Tucker Carlson's central point to his anti-transgenderism. And there is a logical fallacy that is coming among the conspiracy theory community, and one that we've covered in the past. Let's see if you can spot a logical fallacy at play. And before I play this clip, I just want to inform the listener that um, for some unknown reason, when one goes to the actual video, it appears that the Tucker Carlson clip on YouTube is like edited. So you're going to hear a lot of like cuts. Um, just to let you guys know, that was not me. That was just a final product of Fox News. So with that being said, let's check what he has to say. Pretty clear that St. Mark's Lutheran Church is no longer a Christian church. So what is it now? Well, it's a trans transgenderist church, one of many. Transgenderism is this country's priestess' growing religion. Like many faiths, its theology features a supernatural transfiguration, the moment a person is transmogrified from one sex to another. 
converts to this faith abandon their old lives and embrace an entirely new new former identities no longer exist they're dead names but here's one big difference transgenderists do not believe in the god of monotheism they believe that they themselves are god with the power to control nature and if you think about it this should be a concern because it's a recipe for extremism People who believe that they're God tend to react very badly when told that they're not. So if you're running the government and you wanted to prevent violence in your own country, you would be very concerned about the growth of a cult like this. But the Biden administration is not concerned at all. In fact, it is cheering this cult on. Did you catch it? The logical fallacy at play is the appeal to nature fallacy, which states that everything in nature is good and that everything man-made is not. For Tucker Carlson and his supporters, transgenderism is a belief that goes against nature because the final product of nature, which in this case is the biological sex, is an individual's ultimate and only truth. However, they refuse to acknowledge that gender is also a creation of nature because it simply exists within the human social experience, just like gays and lesbians do. Nature is not limited to the cisgender heteronormative experience. It encompasses the physical as well as the psychological experiences of everyone that exists because nature has created each and every one of us. And whether you are straight, gay, black, disabled, or trans, the fact is that we are all a part of nature. Now, amongst scholars that study conspiracy theories, there is a book that many reference when providing lectures in the psychology of conspiratorial ideologies, the book being The Paranoid Style in American Politics by Richard Hofstadter. I want to read a passage from this book because it describes a narrative that Tucker Carlson in the last segment presented. It says the following. Let us now abstract the basic elements of the paranoid style. The central image is that a vast and sinister conspiracy, a gigantic and yet subtle missionary influence set in motion to undermine and destroy a way of life. One may object that there are conspiratorial acts in history, and there is nothing paranoid about taking note of them. That is true. All political behavior requires strategy. Many strategic acts depend for their effects upon a period of secrecy, and anything that is secret may be described, often with but little exaggeration, as conspiratorial. The distinguishing thing about the paranoid style is not that its exponents see conspiracies or plots here and there in history, but they are regarded as vast or gigantic conspiracy, as the motive force in historical events. History is a conspiracy, set in motion by demonic forces of almost transcendent power, and what is felt to be needed to defeat it is not the usual methods of political give and take, but an all-out crusade. The paranoid spokesperson sees the fate of this conspiracy in apocalyptic terms, in the birth and death of whole worlds, whole political orders, whole systems, of human values. In the passage, what Hofstadter describes is the black and white fallacy that conspiracy theorists often use to friend their conspiratorial ideologies. For Tucker Carlson and his followers, transgenderism isn't only an abomination to the natural order, it's a threat to his way of life, and it's a threat that is here to eradicate Judeo-Christian values. For the conspiratorially inclined, transgenderism is not a part of the human experience, but an apocalyptic plot to destroy Western civilization and the only way to fight against it is to eradicate the ideology of transgenderism. This is why Tucker Carlson and his supporters are so inclined to frame transgender as an ideology, because it builds the perfect narrative of good versus evil, which is what the conspiracy theory thrives on. 
and Hofstadter's element of conspiracy theories can be applied to virtually any social conspiracy theory. Black Lives Matter is a movement to exterminate white people. Feminism is a plot to reduce the population of Western civilizations. Social-emotional learning is a conspiracy theory to turn your child into a homosexual by the school mental health counselor. And immigration reform is a plot to replace the American patriots. For the political fringe, there is no gray area because everything, and I mean everything, is a goddamn conspiracy theory. And its apocalyptic battle is what makes a conspiracy theory a conspiracy theory. So I have one last clip to finish this episode off, and it's about a legislation that is going to be passed in Ontario, Canada, to protect drag performers from harassment. Now, listen to how Tucker Carlson presents this clip, because as you can already tell, Tucker Carlson will present this in a way that's disingenuous. Religious views violate the unyielding laws of nature itself. You have no choice but to hide things. You have to. Deception is mandatory. And it will soon be reflected in the law. That is already happening in Canada, which is in some sense the new California. If you want to know our future, look north, not west. In Canada, transgenderism will soon be the justification for suspending all freedom of speech. A new law will ban speech that offends transgenderists near drag performances. So you can't complain. Watch. The drag communities are, do, are, are done waiting for this government to take real action in effective ways, and so is the Ontario NDP. The proposed legislation does two things, and I will go through them. Firstly, it enables the Attorney General to create a 2S LGBTQI plus community safety zone to prohibit within 100 meters of the property any homophobic, transphobic act of intimidation, threat, offensive threats, offensive remarks, protest, disturbance, and distribution of hate propaganda within the meaning of the uh, criminal code. It also comes with it a penalty of $25,000 if prosecuted successfully. So here's a rule of thumb that is worth tacking on your refrigerator because it explains so much. If the people who claim to be victims are working to oppress you, they're not actually victims. They are oppressors. So I'm not sure if you were able to catch the part where the Ontario Legislative Assembly spokesperson stated that people were not allowed to act or harass drag show performers within the proximity of 100 feet because... That's contrary to what Tucker Carlson was trying to sell to his audience. Carlson listened to that clip and came out with the conclusion that the LGBTQIA are oppressing your speech, but the legislation doesn't do that at all. It's designed to reduce acts of harassment within a 100 feet radius, which is something I don't blame the LGBTQI plus community for wanting, being that many right-wing conspiracy nuts are itching to use their guns to protect their children from the supposed woke indoctrination, being that conservative influencers are calling any LGBTQI ally a pedophile, or that the queer movement is a plot to mutilate children. It's only a matter of time before the thoughts of exterminating the trans people becomes a plan of action. I hope you found today's episode informative. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, click on the subscribe button and leave me a 5-star review. By doing so, you help expose this podcast to people who might be interested in conspiracy theories within politics. If you're listening on any other platform, make sure to follow for more analysis on the conspiratorial mindset. You can follow me on Facebook and on Instagram at The Social Chemist. If possible, share this podcast with your friends to have some interesting discussions about today's episode. For sources, you can find all the references on the show notes below. 
So take care, be safe, and question everything with logic.